yellow leather, red leather, yellow red leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Many mumbling mics, we're Mickey Mary music in the moonlight, mighty mics. You guys are good at singing. <laughs> it's gonna be the best intro ever. <laughs> Percy, come here. Yeah, get into this. Here. She's like, I'll you guys are singing? Out. Okay. Here, you hold her and she, she might swat at you. Oh, there we go. She'll be all right. Oh, good girl. Go. Oh, see, she loves you. Yeah, yeah. She's a flirt. Percy. <laughs> <laughs> you dog. Oh. Fuck. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, it's off. Oh, okay, yes. What's up, my beautiful honeys? We're here at not the Chateau Burning again, but we're at this place with two new people that you've never met before. Who are? Introduce yourselves. Madison Hoffpower. And? And I'm Ava Vardaman. And? That's Percy. <laughs> it's an angry I was going to say our address, but then I, I realized that that might not be the best Probably not a good idea. No. no. Considering I barely do any editing in post, I probably would have just forgotten you said it, and then your address would have been out there for the world to hear. Oh, speaking of our address, we're having a party on the 21st. Please come. Oh, yes. It's the uh, Santa Growth Party. Yeah, Santa Growth Party. The Santa Growth. Yeah. What's... Santa Growth Holiday Party. It's for what... Don't search for a meaning in the name. No, there, it's not a there is one. <laughs> just like how the words went together. Okay. In fact, our dear friend Noah Hammock actually came up with the name yeah. over a FaceTime call. That is something Noah would say. I was Santa really Grove. drunk and upset that Madison wasn't coming home from work because it was like 11. She wasn't going to get off till like 1.30. And I was like, I can make it. I can make it. So I just called Noah to rant and we came up with the Santa Growth Party. Yeah. yeah. I really wish there was a meaning. I can't lie. A meaning? Oh. Um, well, I mean, it could mean a couple of things. It could mean like how the holidays and, you know, the start of the new year is sort of a time to expand your yourself in Santa. <laughs> to expand Santa. Well, Santa's already pretty big, so maybe it was something about how big Santa already is. Huh. Oh, yeah, see, I wasn't there. I was schlecking away dishes at my job. I'm telling you right now, I was schlecking away at party ideas, but I can't remember all of them because I was inebriated, but... It's fine. I started drinking at like 7. It was 11 something. We'll add you to the like guest spinning. list though, Oliver. Okay. Um, it should be, be a great time. Ian's hand will be there. Ian's glands. Ian's hand Ian's still Ian's exists. Cousin. <laughs> yeah, actually. All of his friends are Dude, invited. Dude, this podcast is just going to be inside jokes. No one's going to know what we're talking about. Well. Except well. for Davey, if he even listens to this, because he knows Ian's hand. He would love it. Ian Tan is a is a popular mythological force <laughs> that's existed for like over five years now. Read about him in the history books. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'd love to read about. Maybe Ian's someday if we keep books. it up, or you yeah. keep it up, I keep it. I'm including myself as if I'm part of it. I'm just an You're enjoyer of the joke. All right. So aside from Santa parties, what's up, guys? 
These are uh, two of my dear friends that I've known for a long time who have requested and I've denied multiple times to be on this show. I'm just kidding. I haven't denied them ever. <laughs> it <laughs> but, was a request, though. I did ask if we could be on the podcast. Yeah. I very willingly obliged. Nice. Um, Within a millisecond, he responded yes. <laughs> yes. I responded before she even asked. Mm. Yes. But um, it's actually pretty cool because I think this is the first time you have, you're getting your degree in social work. But I did go to film school for two years. Yes. So I'm sort of like an expert. <laughs> <laughs> but you have you have a little bit of education, which is I'm one class away from a minor. Which is everything this podcast stands against. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. You're the first person that we've had on the show that has and do you have film school experience? I took a couple film classes and I hated them. Okay. But I would say I'm more of the cultural What's Kamaro Brown's role? He's like the cultural guy on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, which I'm sure Oliver's listeners just love to watch. <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard it's a great show. It actually is incredible, and I've cried a, a lot show. watching I it. I yeah. haven't gotten around to watching it, but I do plan on watching it. I'll give you a big suggestion to watch it. Okay, I'll it's, take that suggestion. It's really good in dismantling toxic masculinity. That sounds awesome. I, I think so. I think I it really so is. Too. It shows, it's effective. It shows men that they can have a feminine, clean, you know, side without feeling ashamed of it and that's what i like it for karamo mm-hmm. brown actually came to speak at nku and i had two free tickets and i didn't go i stayed home and i drank hmm. but I was, I was just having a day i would have happily gone had it not been that day where i was just feeling kind of you know not great i regret it though well you see the thing about being a white cis person is that whatever seat you take up could be filled by anyone else and so like i remind myself if i don't go to something even if i bought the ticket or if it's some like kind of cultural Mm -hmm. event i would do this more at the new school and it's like and i can't i'm kind of iffy about it there are a lot of opportunities to do everything and there's going to be somebody else that gets to go that was so excited and it'll be quite a surprise but if you paid for a ticket that's not really the case is it i didn't pay for it see yeah because of her class so it's like it was I don't know. I don't. It's not a perfect. I see. Thing, I see. But your, that's the way I would though. make myself feel better about it. <laughs> so sometimes I just be like, I can't handle a night out. I must sleep and do nothing. Um, yeah, I feel you. And especially in New York, because there were a bunch of like more like political guests. I'm sure there were like so that. many things to do that were like like intersectionality night. Do I really need to? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stop. That is that's not coming out right. I think Ava. I speaking. still attended intersectionality night, not just not one time. And intersectionality is damn important. That's I what think I'm what Ava's to say. saying is she's she's speaking on the certain pretentiousness of some of her classmates and who are like, you haven't been to all of the meetings. And it's like, like I have to sleep <laughs> and drink. I'm gonna keep talking about drinking. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> all right. I wasn't okay. drinking in New York. Um, Suspiria. Suspiria. That's what we're here for. That's what we're watching. Um, I don't know anything about it. I'm gonna be really honest. I have kept myself blind. I know it's a very colorful horror movie, and it's very unique and intriguing. That is the extent of my knowledge. I don't know who it's... Actually, I do know the director's name, but I can't remember it. And I don't know anything else by him. And I know it came out in 1978. 
and 77. 77. God damn it. All right, let's figure right out this. Now. Me and Ava wanted to figure out Suspiria's zodiac sign. So August 12th, 1977. Is that a is that a Leo? Uh, that seem I think so. Let's here, hold on. Just real quick. I know this isn't really that important, but it is. Okay, Sus- so you know Asia Argento, the girlfriend of the late Anthony Bourdain? Yeah. And he was a big part of the Me Too movement. Her dad directed this. Oh. So it's da- it's Dario Argento that mm. directed it. Um, Interesting. An- yes. Another fun fact, um, the DVD release was on September 11th, 2001. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> I just saw that. It's not, it's not funny, but it's interesting. So 14 unforgettable facts about, you said Dario Argento? Is that how you say it? Yes. Think so. It's partially inspired by a true story. Um, let's see. Her grandmother, Yvonne Mueller Lobb, was once sent away as a young girl to a prestigious boarding school only to find that black magic was actually being practiced there. Mm. When Nicolodi heard the story, she filed it away in her head until she and Argento took a trip through various European cities with history of witchcraft. Okay, so. Loosely based on a true story. Have you, either of you guys seen this? Is this? Are we all going in blind? I began it one time and quickly fell asleep, so no. But do you remember any of it at all? I remember some visuals, but that's it. Huh. I'm not going to remember any bit of plot. I'm not going to remember it. I know it's kind of surrealist. I know it's kind of dramatic. Hmm. What are you guys expecting in terms of... What do, you oh. want to, what do you want to get out of it? I want to be scared shitless. I want this to really freak me really? out. Really? Yep. I feel like this is the kind of scary movie that, like, because I can watch, like, really scary movies. Like, even Hereditary, which was fucking scary. Um, Hereditary was just kind of fucked up. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like, really disturbing. wasn't that scary for me. It was just more like, oh, my God. Oh, God. The part, you know, the one part I'm talking about. We can spoil. We can spoil where the girl's head falls off, yeah. the little sister. I, me and Hannah, I went to talk with Hannah. It's like, we literally, I was like, do you need to leave? And she's like, I don't know. And I was like, I, we, we were like, we're going to push through. But I, I remember we hung out after that and you guys were like shaking. <laughs> I was like, hey, guys. Did you see that? Hereditary? Yeah. No, I did not. But I hung out. If you want to get, if you want to get creep the fuck out, that's the movie to watch. It was so Someday good, though. It's it really, so it's also really good. Um, Tony like Collette is such a talented actress. Is that who did Tony? That? She's she played the mom. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. No, yeah, I totally, and I I told you guys before we went that we'll probably branch off a little bit, which is fine. But uh, that scene in that movie where uh, she's yelling at the son for like at the dinner table. Yes. The amount of emotion she portrayed in her face when she was screaming, I was like, oh my god. No, I have the chills. I Tony Collette is I. I think very highly of her. She's one of Sounds my favorite like actors. It was, it was, it was great. It's, it's beautiful. I think I truly think you'd like it. And great. I know that you have a refined taste. That's not true at all. I just have a weird taste. <laughs> I don't a weird think it's taste. refined. I, just think no, you, I think you have a good taste. I think overall I have good taste, but there are definitely very strange things about it that I cannot escape. Like, say, um, 
Ava did watch six episodes of King of the Hill last night. If that, more. I know. I watched King of the Hill for six hours last night, which is very different than six episodes. (laughs) So be that's like twelve. I finally found a lover that wants to watch that much King of the Hill with me, and so I'm just in a pit of destruction. But it's great. That show's amazing, though. It's so fucking good. (laughs) King of the Hill is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Like, have you seen the episode? Uh, where he, where he tries to enter Bobby, Hank tries to enter Bobby in the rose growing competition. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I don't even uh, know much about the clowning show. episode. Is that the same one? I don't know. Where Bobby wants to be a clown. Oh, and he gets into like Commedia dell'arte, and he has this horrible teacher at the community college that's some pretentious art fuck, and like. <laughs> Is it a thing with Bobby, Bobby. being a clown? Is it a, like, repeating thing with Bobby that, like, he keeps, like, getting into, like, things? Like, he wants yes. to be, like, a skater or, like, a Christian. He or... basically just isn't a redneck. Okay. And so he's like everybody else, especially because, like, that identity is kind of dying. And it's interesting to see the show kind of comment on that because I can't escape anything as a cultural commentary. It's only sad. Yeah. So, like, Bobby's just, like, kind of out there. He's been called a queer icon and i would agree actually because i'm pretty sure bobby's really gay like yeah but bobby's also so many other things <laughs> hey let's cheers, let's let's cheers to bobby. bobby cheers to bobby hill. Oliver, cheers to everyone bobby. we are the bobby hill generation i did get to drink there so. we go <laughs> that's okay. amazing uh let's let's zone back in okay mm-hmm, sorry mm-hmm. let's zone back in we so, went really off topic i can go an hour more but um, bobby hill I think it's actually kind of interesting that you brought up cultural commentary mm. because does any do either of you know like the impact this movie had if it had any at all? So I worked at a movie theater for a couple years, and it was great. Marymount Movie Theater, go there. Um, and my manager, who I hope he never it's hears the second this. time Marymount's been brought up on this podcast. Really, my friend Grace, who oh. you met when we saw an oh when you guys went, uh, we talked about it on. Yeah. When she was on. It's a great place. I love that place. It was one of my favorite jobs ever, but, you know, 8, 10 an hour doesn't cut it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the manager there, he's worked there for 18 years, and this job is, like, basically, I really hope he never hears this, but it's kind of like all he has. <laughs> mm. And um, it's not funny. Um, I mean, when you're a manager, you work somewhere six Yeah, days yeah, well, he, he's like? single, he's, like, 50-something, and, like, he just take care of, takes care of his dad. Hmm. Suspiria is he loves, like, old, like, foreign horror films. And, like, Suspiria was always the one he was like, you have to see this. Like, Mm. it was kind of like, I I forget what he said about it as far as, like, the, you know, cultural impact, but I know that he thought a lot of it, and I know it was a really big deal to him, and he was kind of shocked that I hadn't seen it. Hmm. Everyone that I know that's seen it, pretty much the same reaction. They're maybe not on the level that he was about how good it is, but everyone that I've talk to about it says it's kind of a necessity if you're a horror fan yeah which i consider myself a horror fan me too Um, yeah oh i definitely am right now i'm looking up reactions to see if we can't get some interesting um (laughs) suspiria reactions like youtube videos where people like scary maze game reaction video i'm not doing (laughs) scary car reaction (laughs) oh my god (laughs) gift oh gift what is it when you're unboxing something, unboxing. Oh. You're like iPhone unboxing, ASMR. Oh, God. Don't even bring that crap up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> that's what I, was I hate that shit. 
the only okay i'm so bad at staying on topic the only asmr i like is that like little redhead girl who, like i don't whispers. like it all. i don't like any of it <laughs> get it out of my face i really you... like all the slime shit no no <laughs> i don't care what it is get it out of my ears. we could do some asmr on the nope. podcast <laughs> okay hey what's up my panel audience how's it how's it going today <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? You need to hit the jewel. <laughs> <laughs> you need to chill out. I wonder, if, I wonder if the microphone picked that up. Got some prime ASMR content on <laughs> I can't wait to know. Yeah, we won't know until we hear the finished product. Uh, but Okay, Susperia. Yeah, so uh, as I was saying, it's kind of a necessity for a horror fan. And um, I'm really pumped to see it. I think I'm gonna really going to like it. Uh, the problem with that is, is every time I get really excited for a movie, I'm let down. Mm. Like I was, ev- pretty much every time. That's so depressing. Like, well, it's because I'm so particular with how I like stuff. Oh, so you that also when like have a refined when like taste. one thing is wrong, I'm like, man, that wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. Okay. So. Um, I, that's the as a former film student, I kind of relate um, because <laughs> no, I'm serious. I like sometimes like. I wish I liked movies more. I just saw Green Book. Have you seen any trailers for that? Oh, yeah. That looks good. It looked good, right? I was so hyped for months, and then I saw it, and I was like, eh. And I was mad at myself for not liking it, because I just want to like a damn movie, you know? I want to see another Moonlight out there. I want to see another... I cannot wait to see the new Dick Cheney movie. (laughs) One with a... Matt. No, no. Christian Bale. Christian Bale wait. is Dick Cheney. Oh, he wait. put on like 70 Yeah, pounds. that's right. They're just a... What's in, that movie? In classic with, Christian Bale form. What's that, poli- what's that political movie that just came out about uh, with Hugh Jackman in it? Oh, oh, oh. My dad wants to see that. Me and my dad see movies together often. And that... we The Front Runner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I... It's not getting the best reviews, but you know... I wish I would stop looking at reviews before I watched movies. Because I feel like it, I need to form my own opinion and... I don't need Rotten Tomatoes to be running my life. Rotten Tomatoes doesn't even like the movies that I do. Yeah. To the same extent. So, and so it's like, well, okay. Rotten Tomatoes kind of sucks. Yeah, there like, are other places every... to find like, lists of great horror films or something like, like that. Like Rotten Tomatoes had a freaking, what movie was it? Like Suicide Squad had like an 85%. The movie deserves like a five. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were about to say a hundred and I no. was like, I have to... I have to walk away now. <laughs> up until up until this past week, that was my least favorite movie of all time. Then I saw the house that Jack built, which <laughs> review coming for that, by the way, and it's the worst movie I've ever seen. It, was that in theaters recently? It was. They showed the director's cut for one night at the Esquire. Okay. It's a Lars. It it's a Lars von Trier movie. It's okay. his new movie, and it sucks. I bet it does. But uh, once again, we're really off topic. Even though. Okay, should we just put on the movie? <laughs> um, if you guys have nothing else to say, I mean, Here. yeah, I mean, I just wanted to say that the worst movie yeah. I've ever seen is the movie Snowpiercer. You don't like Snowpiercer? I fucking hate it. I think it's the stupidest thing. In the I don't think it's world. everyone like worships that movie. I don't think it's like that good, but I don't think it's terrible. Let's. I would like to create an invitation to watch Snowpiercer again, okay. and with the well, idea here's, that here's it's not as good as everyone thinks it's an, gonna be. I haven't even taken a hit yet, but yeah, oh, go for it. <laughs> But uh, go for so, it. I mean, it's a jewel, guys. It's a jewel. Do, we want to do like a side segment okay. where we just, if we talk about a movie during our conversation, have mm. like a separate like fifteen to thirty minute discussion about that movie. Let's so do if, it. if you want to do that after we record this, 
I'm game. Well, I have to rewatch Snowpiercer. Oh, okay. So I could well, I, just, I was talking about like, like why why you hate it and shit like that. But okay. it's it's okay. You know. It but, does um, take a lot for me to remember why I hate a movie. Someone will be like, why'd you hate it? And I'll be like, uh, I don't <laughs> know. I just didn't like it. The reason I can particularly say is because I had you a presentation about Snowpiercer in my oh. advanced fiction class. So you know all about it. And I got to tell the entire class how much I hated it, which is awesome. Okay. No more uh, Snowpiercer. No more Snowpiercer. More Suspiria. All right. I just love Argento how. isn't thrilled about the upcoming remake. But I heard it was actually really good. I'd love to see it. I mean, I heard I it's know. not nearly in the same style, though, as the old one. And Tilda Swanson's in it, right? Tilda Swinton. Swint- Swinton. Yes. Okay. <laughs> She's also in Snowpiercer. Yes, she is. She is. <laughs> and we're back to Snowpiercer. <laughs> Everything relates to Snowpiercer. <laughs> the worst Everything of all if, time. When in doubt, look to Snowpiercer. <laughs> I don't even, I've never even heard of that movie. Mm. All right, I'm pulling up. Lay film. Okay, on we're gonna get it going. TubeTV.com. If anyone wants to watch it, we're gonna get it going. We will meet up with the listeners right after this elevator music. She stabs that ghost witch lady, and then, like, it just ended. I needed a little more. I needed. Well, I think she became the witch, and that was the part. And then, I guess she'd be evil from then on, because the red would just, like, follow her and do what she wanted. Oh, you? I didn't see that. I saw her as defeating it. You think she's... I think it just spreads. Like, I was, like, the contagion. I think it's a sickness. I think it's, like, an illness. And as the doctor and everyone was saying... Like, that old man, he's like, magic is everywhere. Like, the occult is everywhere. Mm-hmm. It just depends on who harnesses that power. And so I bet she's the new Helena. Like, she is the new head crazy witch. It's an interesting interpretation. Thoughts, Oliver? I really liked it. Uh, if the ending was stronger, I think it might be one of my favorite movies ever yes i was thinking that too i like the whole time i was like damn this is like gonna be one of my favorite movies but the ending yeah the ending was just and and we just saw the ending so i think we're all just focusing on that so let's let's focus on the good yeah let's go back to the the stuff that made us think wow this is amazing all right that first off that was one of the coolest scores for any movie i've ever seen yeah pretty great soundtrack Definitely. That whole thing we were talking about the whole time, uh, how we it was sort of blending. We didn't know if the characters were, were supposed to be hearing like the like screams and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, because the score had like howling in it and screaming in it. Yeah, and it was like, is this? And now that I've seen the whole movie, I do think that's what the witches were hearing. Was the I think score. so too. I think that was the noise of the witches, and then eventually, like we become, or as viewers, like we're accompanying the becoming of the witches. This is the Zelda song. This is the Zelda Oliver's song. playing the Zelda song. That hold on, just wait for it. <laughs> just wait. 
Or just like now. That right there. Wasn't that it? <laughs> so Zelda's drawn inspiration from... Yeah, really, that's... <laughs> I think you're gonna like my hear... noise, by the way. I think Ava's gonna like hearing that noise she made later. <laughs> on Spotify. I love making noises. <laughs> I always wanted to be... Ava was best. doing some really good uh, witch impersonations throughout the film, and Oliver was doing some really good German men impersonations. <laughs> I was doing... I was impersonating the uh, the dance teacher. Oh, yes. German woman. Are you looking for Sarah? <laughs> all right if you guys were gonna play one character i know i said i'd be helena but i take it back if we were all going to be one character in that film who do you feel the most connected to the dog who died by the way okay we're gonna come back to that <laughs> oh fuck um can i curse in this podcast no you can't oh fuck oh <laughs> i mean um, I'm just, I'm fucking kidding. I know. <laughs> That's fucking cool. Anyway. <laughs> fuck, fuck shit. Fuck, damn. Fuck pussy, shit. Piss. Cunt, bitch. Anyway. I think, <laughs> I think I would honestly play a fantastic, like, German headmaster. I think I'd be very scary. I want to play the blind dude. Man. Stoic and evil. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I the wanted to be master? the blind. No, I wanted to be the blind guy. Oh. Dude, when, <laughs> that was such a twist when the dog killed him. That I was thought, honestly probably oh! my favorite scene. I thought the uh, I thought like one of the gargoyles was gonna come alive or something. I yes, that was fantastic. And he's in this big vast. There's something so creepy about being the only person in this vast open space, and like he's in this huge ass like I don't even. It was like a what what was like, that? It was, like it was a, like a city center, like a, but it, it was, was like empty. a plaza. Yes, yeah. But it was why a plaza. was it empty? Yeah. Because like the demons were there instead. It yeah, because like it was late at night. Remember, he, remember, it, he was at the uh, at the Newport Hofbrau House. <laughs> <laughs> he was at a bar and um, <laughs> a German and, bar, and yes. uh, then someone like escorted him out. I guess it was just time. Oh, they were closing down or something. Which in Germany, that's like four thirty in the morning. Um, one thing I was thinking was, as much as I loved the blind character, they definitely made fun of him a little, because, like, I, I do know that, like, I, I don't know, I, 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 do you guys get what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they kind of poked fun at him a little and made him kind of the goofy character, mm-hmm. and I felt, like, a little uncomfortable about that, but, like, Maybe. besides that, um, he was a great character, and I definitely would want to play him. So me and Oliver will both have to audition for blind guy with dog who dies. We can I each think play we should one watch of his the new eyes. one and see how the blind guy or like whatever oh. person is kind of portrayed. I'd be really, really. I heard the new one is very stylistically different than this, though. And I think that's hmm. good because like it's not I colorful at all. You know what? I think that's good hmm. because if they're gonna try and remake this, you can't just remake it what like 30 40 years later and try and do the exact same thing like that doesn't make any sense a new twist on it makes a lot more sense to me i don't like remakes that are just like like copies completely understood i don't usually like remakes in general but like and then you think about how many movies we were talking about this throughout how many movies have taken influence especially from the music and like the scenery and the colors of this one and, even and, and even the be, plot. Well, I guess plots yeah. are like I no, that's not true because plots are like ancient, like storylines, like the storylines we follow, like the hero's journey, blah yeah. blah 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 blah. Yeah. That's ancient, so never mind. But um, maybe the like specific like 
the plot line of this horror movie where like the character starts noticing something is wrong, mm-hmm. they accept it, they start doing something about it, they defeat the evil, blah blah blah. I wonder it'd be interesting to see some scary movies like before this. Like it'd be interesting to see some movies that this movie like drew from them, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Well this movie felt so old. It felt like it was from the fifties. I thought this movie was, when I saw it, when, like, I was researching it today, and I was like, this is 1977? Like, what? I thought it was so much older. Well, you think about Carrie. I feel like Carrie came out about the same time. Ooh, I forgot that we watched Carrie. Yeah. Have you seen Carrie? No. Oh, Carrie's so good. good. You should, you should see that. But, I mean, this is the same time, like, Star Wars came out and shit. Yeah. And it's like, this movie just feels so, I don't know, dated is not the right word, because I didn't. It, it feels like classic. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. It just feels really a lot older than the 70s. The late 70s, I might add. Yeah. Because you've already got, like, all these crazy science fiction movies coming out in the early 80s. Like, The Thing, which we talk about on every episode and we're never going to watch. <laughs> I've never seen The Thing. You need... It's the one. Of, it's top five for me. All um, right. The old one. The new one sucks. Is that the one at the in the Arctic? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. It's pretty great. The old one's amazing. Ava, but, um, we should take up watching like older scary movies. I would love that. Yeah, because absolutely. After love this, that. I'm like, I'm in it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what it was that made it feel so old. I think it was the way the shot composition and like film grain. Well, worked. me and Ava were talking about this. Is like a random little thing, but like we were talking about how like actresses is actress the right do people say just actor general now or is actress still a thing because actors it doesn't matter okay well actresses like like from like the 50s and 60s like american women talked different than we talk now they have this like weird voice that they all have hi how are you doing yes yes it's like it's uh, it's like i can't even do it I like because I, I sound British, but like. Well, this movie in particular was dubbed in English over itself, and some of the actors were speaking English while it was filmed, but it was not their organic speech. Yeah. And so it was the sound from these actors put on top of what would yeah, have been was, much more natural delivery, I would think. It was very noticeably dubbed. I could. But I so you're, know you're saying the, the original dubbed. was in German? No, no, it was in English, but it probably. It probably was either remastered or redubbed at some point in time. It said it it had been dubbed in Rome, Italy, Hmm. um, in English. And so perhaps they had so many different actors, and I wasn't paying attention to which actors were speaking what languages that much, other than that professor who was definitely not speaking English. Yeah. And because it was made in Italy by this Italian director, or maybe it was made in Germany, but by this Italian director... I'm sure we just had so many different, or they had so many different languages going that it made the most sense to dub it in English. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It's really weird because if any other movie that I've seen that does that drove me crazy. I didn't care watching this. Mm. No, this was... I don't know why, but it was really captivating. Okay, so the film student, former film student, needs you all to explain what dubbing is because, to be honest, I don't know. Okay, so dubbing is imagine... You record me saying what I'm saying yeah. right now, and then you record an audio file of me saying it again, and then put that audio file on top of 
the video. So dubbing is basically just replacing the audio with a new track. It's okay. like it's like if you ever watch anime, it's like sub versus dub. Sub is like the original Japanese audio, and dub is when they remake it in English. So, so but they didn't. So this movie had an original audio recording of the dialogue and the act, the like performances, mm-hmm. and they dubbed it over with a new layer of audio in a different language. In English. In all English, because only some of the actors were speaking English. Did you notice in all oh. that? Did you notice in all that that the lips like, weren't so matching what they were saying? No, not at all. You didn't notice that at all? Not at yeah. all. It was they very were. obvious and apparent. <laughs> so you need to watch movies better, Matt. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I knew this was gonna happen. I knew I was gonna be no, the dumb I'm, one. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not making fun of you. I'm sorry, but it's okay. um, like there was a lot of moments in that movie where. The, what their lips were moving yeah. did not match what you were hearing. That's what dubbing is, is when you replace the okay, audio. Okay, okay, yeah, that makes I sense. I had such an interesting quality because all of, so much of this movie was about sound. To have yeah. that distance from the actual sounds happening in these, in these scenes. And I don't think it necessarily took away because so much of this movie was about isolation and suspicion itself. Mm-hmm. And so... Did you guys go in knowing it was dubbed? No. I could tell immediately. Okay. I could tell very quickly, but I did not know. See, um, I had no idea, and like when, when we talked about it in the beginning, and you guys were like, it's in English, I was like, okay. I was like thinking, I was like, oh, that's interesting that they chose to like make this all in English, but that's all I was thinking. I was like, I don't know. Hmm. Well, now, now I'm going to have to watch it again and go back to film school, so... <laughs> Well, film school doesn't teach you about dubbing. It's not real. Film school doesn't teach you anything. All I'm we sure did was, like, make, like, they'd be like, make a video project about your passions. It needs to be under five minutes. Thanks. D- I got points. marked down for my Pout Studio promo video that I made because it was 57 seconds long, even though the limit was 30. And I was like, I simply couldn't have made this 30 seconds long if you wanted me to include everything you want. So. Yeah. Yeah, you should go to ballet school instead. Oh, oh. ballet school. Run by witches. Yeah. You know, Why one, one time I was at... ballet school? Okay. Probably they were trying to compare it with something that's seen as so pristine and flawless. Like the that, innocence. That, that's actually being ballet. run by these... Well, so that... that We were talking about... I was talking about the main character. Like, there's that yeah. pool scene. So there's this, like, swimming pool scene and the main character who's been pretty a pretty vague character like I, at first i really didn't like her she didn't get much development no she didn't at all and like she was just supposed to be this really mo- i feel like she was a weak point in the film honestly mm-hmm. because i didn't i liked her friend the first girl she connects with barbed wire character yeah yeah the girl who dies in the barbed wire i liked her more than i liked the main character just because she was just more interesting and had more to her and they try and make these like main characters especially young women, like, just so modest and Aww. pure. And even in the swimming pool scene, she's wearing a T-shirt instead of a bathing suit, and I feel like we were talking about how, like, modesty is a big thing for main characters. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's interesting. And especially considering, you know, it was made in 1977. Like, I feel like that's, like, do you get what I'm saying? I do get what you're saying, but would the movie have really worked to create the same feelings of fear and weakness and desperation without a female lead that was so 
Yes, I Valuable. think so. I think so. Absolutely. I mean... Okay. How much How much did they not want us to know? And how much About did that her. character being yeah. vague allow? Because I agree with you that it would be interesting to see her as a stronger character. And no, she wasn't a strong character in it. And I could see it as a potential weak point, but I'm not sure. Hmm. I guess I, I guess I get what you're saying. It's almost like she was sort of like just a... a she's what kept it moving along. Allowing us to focus on everything else that was happening. Mm-hmm. That's that... what I'm thinking. She was a device. She really was. She really was, because there really was, like, not much... But then you think about, and we were talking about also, like, this fetishization of discipline. Are you not also, if you were a performer, some kind of device? Yeah. In some way? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's performance. And I'm not saying I agree with it, or I like it necessarily objectively but in the case of this film it's interesting to think about the loss of autonomy well yeah and self and that sort of i even feel that way when i go to when i went to like summer camp like and maybe if you start losing yourself you don't know how to hear these things or you don't know how to look out for things that could be dangerous well think of that feeling you get every time you walk into school every time you go to a camp i have nightmares about going to summer camp because i feel like whenever i go to them i lose all self-control and that's a i feel like that was like another scary part of the film not only like the horror aspect but the fact that like these girls go to this school and like they don't really have much choice in anything to the point where they can't leave when these really horrific things start happening and the whole society like their societal contract in this place is like i will show up and participate but it's created it's basically made to be an impossible environment because they have these headmasters and, and these disciplinary figures who are literally poisoning them, them. Absolute, yeah, who are literally poisoning them, lying to them, which they don't know at first, but at the very beginning, they give them toxic situations as far as they can't dance right or they're too tired or something like mm-hmm. that. And then they start to lie to them, and it's becoming more clear that they're lying, and then they really poison them, and it's becoming more clear. So it's like they enter into a culture and completely submit themselves. Mm-hmm. And what do you lose with that submission? Well, we, we were talking about, be... in the beginning, we were talking about, we were like, how much of this is going to talk, how much of, I, I think the question we asked at the beginning was, how much is this going to be a, um, a comment on, you know, how toxic, like, school for dancing, school for acting, any of the performance arts, any of those schools that are just so tough on you that yeah. you literally, like, you, you end up sick. I've seen so many people go to, like, art school and just end up absolutely sick. And, like, I think at the end of this, it definitely, that was part of it, was a comment on that. If you lose yourself in a lifestyle, and if, especially if that lifestyle is all about being able to be tailored to a character or a certain, you're basically a vessel. It's so similar to ballet. It really is. And ballet mm. is such a strange discipline in which you look visibly unhealthy and weak and you, you're flying. You're doing things that are basically of the occult. Or to replicate that, that are otherworldly, in inhuman. Because you never see a ballet dancer with any weight at all. That's the point. Well, they're thing. real That's the thin. Point. You you are yeah. asking like why the ballet school? You can view mm. you can view a ballet group as a cult in and of itself. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. A, a ballet coven, if you will. <laughs> the witches. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay, so me and Oliver made a bet. So there was a dog. In All right, the... I'm gonna put up a poll. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, and we're gonna hold. I'm gonna hold you to this dollar because I think the I deserve Twitter it. Do you follow the Twitter account? I do. So I'm gonna put up a poll for all of my 
I think, like, 14 followers. Nice. That... I think you have, like, 100. What? On no. your on your podcast? No. Twitter? Yeah, I have 14. Okay, well. <laughs> Close! <laughs> 14. You're only 86 off. <laughs> what the hell ever. But um, I'm going to put a poll up. Did the dog in Suspiria 1977 die? So we'll get like two votes. It'll be like me, and then I'll have like another. All right, our bet was the, the dog showed up, mm-hmm. and I immediately said that dog's dead as fuck. <laughs> because all dogs in scary movies die. And Madison said no, and it left. It was, and we put a dollar on it. <laughs> we shook. We, we shook. shook on it. <laughs> and but it now, was ambiguous. But now we can't decide whether or not the dog's actually. The dead. dog is so, definitely no, alive. I think the dog lives. Listen, listen to this shit. If, all right, I'm, I'm gonna say, if so, there was two dudes that saw the dog bite the guy, and they both the ran over. Guy. Yes, the blind guy. They both ran over. One of them went down to the guy, and one of them chased the dog. Do you dispute one that? One of them, the one that was chasing the dog, stopped as the dog ran out of the shop. Are you sure? Yes. Because I saw him run out of the shop. Ran. The well, pause. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Are dogs faster than humans? My God. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> Would this dog kill again? If, all right, here's, what I'm, here's all I'm trying to say. Here's all I'm trying to say. If both of them crouched down to help the blind guy, I would have given you a dollar right there. <laughs> the fact that the dude ran off screen with the dog, and I might be wrong. But he stopped on I didn't on see screen. him stop on screen. I saw him run Let's off bring screen. It up. Let's bring it up. Alright, I'm pulling it up right Pull now. Pull it up. Pull up this one particular scene. Hold on. And this may not be your I got simulation. It. I got it. But you got it? I got it. Okay. I don't know if I trust you. But it's my I, I have it right here. I'll, I'll show it to you guys. Let's go to the end. Okay. Okay. I'm happy to watch this scene again. It was so good. It's the very end of the scene. Okay. Okay. Alright. We're Hopefully watching Hopefully it shows it. dog is... Eating. Roof, roof. Who's Alright, look. Okay, okay, okay. The dog runs off. Give it a off. sec. Dog runs off. The dude runs off. Guards. Look, he goes, oh! I was right. I was right. Shit. <laughs> let it be known that I am correct on something. Oliver, let's well, say that's wave me this poll goes to, goes to next time we just organically see each other at the Crazy Fox again. Oh. Alright, I just need to know. Just someone needs to tell me, did the dog in Suspiria die? Or not. Because Vote. my money's on he did. He got caught and got put down. And my money is on that the dog was super fast and the guard could be catch him. He's Bolt. This is the prequel to Bolt. <laughs> oh my god. That's a horrible way to <laughs> you just You just secured your, your loss. That Bolt what? reference. With the Bolt. That means you won if he's Bolt. Oh, true. Okay, all right, fair. I just didn't like Man, the Man, what a Cyrus. great animated movie. The movie Bolt? Bolt? What a classic. We should you know do what? Bolt viewing. Let's have a Bolt you know podcast. What? Not gonna lie, there were like there was the scene with the the two pigeons from Bolt that I used to pull up all the time and show people, and they'd always be like, Ugh. I've never seen Bolt. <laughs> oh, fuck. Damn it, I'm the only one who's Are seen Bolt. Are they running into a window? Do I know this scene? No, 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 no. It's these two Bolts, and they're like... Proposing? You mean pigeons? Fuck. <laughs> 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 Stupid. 
So we've been drinking. Um, <laughs> I, I have. had like three drinks. I'm good. I've been drinking. I could do a cartwheel right now. Just kidding. I can't do a cartwheel. Yeah, I want to see you do a cartwheel I can't sober. Do a cartwheel. I can't. I'm not that. I'm not an aerodynamic. I used person. to be able to do a back bend about ten years ago. I think we should get to. We should start doing adult gymnastics. We have a backyard. We have a front yard. I don't see why we shouldn't be doing gymnastics. <laughs> Our landlord comes out. We're like doing backhands. So He's like, like trying. <laughs> It'd be much funnier to see us trying. I'd like to backhand spring, um, and then accidentally run into Jason, the landlord, during it. I yeah, didn't want that to get... sound sexual. I like was gonna say no, I no, want to no, backhand spring into Jason. No, it's cool. <laughs> Jason's Jason. cool guy. I'd like to. I'd like to backhand spring right into you, man. Because <laughs> it'd be funny and not like what you think. Platonic and funny. A platonic backhand spring. <laughs> I think you guys are trying to save an issue that doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm just gonna hit the jewel and forget about this part of. Our conversation. Okay. All right, that's it's all. Fine. It's all. I'm. I'm not cutting it out. It's that, all going on. All right. So let's talk about that little boy. <laughs> I honestly. I could be him. I, Ava, I think you could be such a stronger character. Like the. What did you just say? A stronger character. <laughs> no, I think you just said schlonger. <laughs> I. D- all right. Listen. <laughs> Madison would never say that. Listen. <laughs> yeah, I am. You want to talk about innocence? I'd be the bitch in the pool with the t-shirt on. Okay, not really. But I'm, I'm innocent, not modest. Um, <laughs> um, naive. Naive. That's what some people call me. Anyway, often. continue with what you were saying. I think you could be a much stronger character, um, such as I see you as the headmaster. You could be, oh my god, what happened to that snake girl in the beginning? Yeah, what did? She was cool. Wait, wait, I liked her. The, the girl she in the very like, girl, beginning. Names start with us and our snakes. And there's that like really weird she's scene. She's on the phone. You know, the girl she was supposed she was to like be Megan her roommate Fox. at first. But then she was like, "Fuck no!" After she got sick. Yeah, she got sick, and then she kicked her out. She's like fifty dollars a month. You don't? Were you watching in this part? I might have been. We were like popping popcorn in the beginning and eating. Oh, uh, I think you watched her, but she. Again, was not really developed, so. Which was kind of weird because she was like a really strong character in the beginning, and then she just kind of just honestly that kind of a weak point of the she film. She kind of reminded me of Mila Kunis in Black Swan, but just not quite. Like she wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It's like they dropped the ball in a couple things. Yeah, like it's not perfect. If you were gonna have her in it, if you were gonna have her in it, like. And be such a strong character in the beginning, why wasn't she in it more? <laughs> Oliver, do not give Philomena, <coughs> Ava's cat, the high life drink. Yeah, I don't think she liked it. It's cool. I just wanted to smell. I just wanted to smell. Me and Ava you had. to smell a beer. You do. Me and Ava had a party here once, and Percy, I think she. Sounds like it was fun. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we didn't start seeing you at the Crazy Fox until after. That party. No, that's actually true. You might not have wanted to go to this party. It was kind of weird. What? Alright. Well, I loved it. Oliver would have hung out with the skateboarder, so it would have been fine. It's in the past. I don't... I don't... I don't. <coughs> you got invited... You got time. invited to Santa Growth. And not everyone that was invited to the first party got invited to Santa Growth. Yes, because the people at the first party were ungrateful 
Even though me and Ava spent like 80 bucks at Party Source. Uh, yeah. We had like an arrangement of drinks. Like Ava bought this huge gold bucket and we got a pack (laughs) of ice and we put the drinks in it. And we had spider decorations and we cleaned the apartment and people weren't grateful. So I mean. We had a fire in the back. We had a fire in the back. I invited all of my dearest friends. I except for, except uh, for all of them. <laughs> Maybe the goodbye party is about us not going to Fox as much anymore. <laughs> that's that's stupid. All right. Anyway, let's bring it back. All right, bring all right. it back. Yeah, let's bring it back. Everyone, you can cut that part out. Everyone's yeah. in. I probably will. Yeah, please do. Um, I'm gonna leave the part in saying you can cut that part out though, so it leaves <laughs> ambiguity. Like, so we're that like cut is like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Suspiria. How many Suspiria. times have I said that? <laughs> All right, Suspiria. All right, back to Suspiria. Break. I don't know what else to talk about. I forgot what we were talking about. Let yeah. me think of snoring. Snoring was weird as frick. Snoring. So, so. Helena, the evil head witch who was defeated in the end. Yeah, she used to like come down snoring. and chill with all the all the little girls. Like she when... just like goes in then in their rooms and like bothers them and chooses one or. No, I'm talking about when the maggot scene when they all just sleep downstairs. She just went down and just laid next to them. Like... That scene was really cool though. Like where like they're all laying out and like they're all like it's so comfortable, headmistress. <laughs> She's like, I feel just like I'm in my own bed. And, um, yeah, then the lights go out, but it's still red. And she, well, she's snoring right behind the sheet. She's mm-hmm. sleeping right next to them. And that girl who, the barbed wire death girl. She knew. Yeah. yeah. What was the main character's name? Susan. Susie. Susie. Susan. Susie. I thought it was Susie. Is it Susie? I think it's both. Okay. Susan Long, Susie for short. Mm-hmm. Sue. Fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> She was always just sleeping. She was boring as hell. Well, she got drugged. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason. They told her they needed that she needed to drink red wine every night because in the beginning that turned out to be like freaking blood, witch's witch's blood, witch's blood. Yeah. Let's talk about the ending. Let's just get to the ending. So I thought the lead up to the ending, where she like realizes that the blue lilac is the thing she needs to like turn to get into that secret door, mm-hmm. and it's like from the scene at the beginning where that girl was like blue lilac, and then she runs out and dies. I, I thought that was so cool, and yeah. like they're leading down that hallway. The minute I re- like was like, oh, this is kind of like, I feel like the ending was rushed when they were like right when she gets there, they're like that American girl needs to die. And I was yeah. like, isn't that convenient that she showed up right as they're saying that? Like, why weren't they, like, slicing open a pig and drinking the blood or something? That's what I grosser? wanted to see. And, yeah, I wanted to see I some, see some weird there. ritual or something. Yeah, yeah. We, I needed to be in that room. Yeah. We could only like see into that. We could only see into it. We didn't get to actually be in that room. Mm. Because I feel like the whole movie, the real evil, was like the headmaster and all those... The her, coven. Yeah, all yeah. her little people, and like the ending had nothing to do with them. It was all the weak point. Char- it did. Not character development. Well, it just ended on the in, on the girl harnessing Helena's powers. But... Oh. I did still want to be in that room. It's... Okay. Okay. Compared to... Have you guys seen Rosemary's Baby? Yes. No. So I will talk to Madison about it because she's seen it. The end scene of Rosemary's Baby. Can I reveal this to you, Oliver? Or no. 
Uh, I mean, I should have seen it by now, so go ahead. Okay. It's not gonna... You should still see it, and you're still gonna love it. Um, it's so good. You see the room, and they are doing rituals. Mm-hmm. Like, satanic rituals. Mm-hmm. And you get to see the devil baby, and you get to see what you want to see out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, which... That movie was about the basically the naive, aloof, non-developed female character. Yeah, Pharaoh. Right, and she plays it so well. Mm-hmm. They're basically making a farce of it, and they show it as a weakness. Like, she could have done more, and she could have spoken up, but then mm-hmm. at some point she couldn't. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. I want to talk about, back to um, being engulfed in this... I'm going to talk about the parallels again between, like, ballet school and, like, becoming engulfed in something. Like, mm-hmm. the whole movie, obviously there wouldn't be a movie if they could just leave during yeah. the daytime. Yeah. But it's interesting to think, like, it's a lot of times when people get sucked into bad situations, you get so sucked into it, you feel like you can't leave. I mean, even with, like, weird things that I've been in, which I've never been in anything so intense... When I get in, like, a bad point in my life, like, I get so engulfed in the, the badness and the toxici- toxicity yeah, of it that, like, I feel like I can't leave. And I think horror films do that a lot, and it's really interesting. And, like, obviously it's what keeps the movie going, because if not, it just ends. They just leave. But, like, mm-hmm. um, I think that played off of the two of those things as well. Well, we were saying in the beginning, like, oh, I'm glad this is only an hour and a half. Honestly, I feel like it could have done with another 20 minutes. Like yeah. spread throughout, maybe a few more scenes here and there to kind of immerse us in that environment. If the female character was a little bit more thought through, and imagine the, if she if we didn't get introduced to that that like uh, girls whose name begin with S that that girl, the weird girl who doesn't show up, and again. instead we get the best friend or yeah. whoever that well, is. We get her from the beginning, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you actually get to see her develop, and and there's a reason they don't want to go because it's prestigious and like they have connections and everybody knows them, and it's just more personal. Because I can see where you're coming from, and I think that would be a really... That's an important... I think that's a point they're trying to make, but that they don't make it. They don't hit it quite yet. Because they also wanted to make a movie that was shocking and quick, and that Uh would get people's attention. And I think there's some good things to be said about how the ending was so quick. Like, in Mm -hmm. a way, I didn't totally hate it, because another thing I really hate... What I learned in film school, was that, like, if you're going to follow the basic plot points of a movie, which it is, there's something to be said about breaking out of that, especially if you do so in a creative and intelligent way, Mm -hmm. which a lot of movies don't do, and they're two and a half hours long, and you're just so bored. (laughs) But, um, like, most movies are only really supposed to be an hour and a half long. That's, Mm -hmm. like, a basic rule of thumb, and this movie was an hour and 38 minutes. So maybe they weren't trying to push it? I don't know. It's interesting. We'll have to, like, Google something about Suspiria ending. See what other people's thoughts are. What did you What did you think? Did we already talk about that? Oh, what? The Suspiria? ending. Uh, I agree with you totally. That was sort of really rushed out. Um, I wanted something fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because the rest uh, of the movie which, was crazy. Like, I will admit that... The, like, reincarnated girl with, like, the spears in her and shit was pretty insane. Yes. Like, we haven't talked about that. That, she also that was, was her friend. She, was, yeah. she also was in it for all of ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I just wanted a little bit, and this was 
from the seventies, so it's not like I. If if this movie were, I'm curious to see about the remake because, um, I feel like that might deliver on some of the. On some of the hunger that I have for just like crazy shit that I didn't get mm-hmm. yeah. satisfied from the original. Because modern movies are all about delivering that crazy shit. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah, like what I've noticed, and I've been saying this very frequently both on and off the podcast is people just want to see shit happen in movies now they don't care like if you show someone that was born after like 2002 a stanley kubrick movie they're gonna be like what the fuck is this this is the most boring thing i've ever seen in my life well and i think that's why i was bored in the beginning of this movie like at first i really didn't think i was gonna like it and i'm glad i sat my generation z ass down to watch it Mm -hmm. because like actually sitting through it was super rewarding but it's difficult like you get like you're like oh it's older movies are slower i love older movies yeah so i prefer them at this point i have a hard time seeing something new and thinking oh this is great like it's just harder for me to get into just because that was the volume of shit i don't mean to sound like an idiot you know what i mean but like that was mostly what i watched was older stuff and i like slower paced things like i'll watch the sopranos and mad men or something like that over and over and over. I like dry character studies where the plot is so slow or non-existent that like you can't do anything but look at the characters and mm-hmm. I don't know. I like the slower delivery, I guess, just personal, personally. Um and I liked the beginning for that because it drew in a bit more suspense for me, it became more real, but then I don't know, it just didn't didn't satisfy. The ending was probably the weakest part for me, which is unfortunate. Because the rest of it was so good. Yeah, agreed. The colors were good, as promised. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a big thing that people say about it is, like, the lighting. Even when you didn't know where, like, there would be some times where you're like, where the hell is that red lighting coming from? Or, like, the green light. Like, you're just like... That's another thing I'm curious about, because we were talking about the music and how we didn't know if the characters knew about it. Uh Or if they knew about... Like, they were supposed to know about the lighting. Lighting, yeah. Stuff. Or if that's a purely just audience thing. Mm, I think that was audience. Really? Because of the how lighting. much changed that's so quickly. Like, well, we, we would always see red, and we'd be like, all right, so it's death time. Like, someone's gonna, death. someone's gonna die. Which they, every time, in, like, certain music would play. Yes. And then someone would die. Mm-hmm. How many people did die? Okay, so there was a girl in the beginning. Yep. The blind guy. Okay, then there was the friend. Was she the next one? Her I first friend so. she made. Yeah. And was that it? I think so. And then, the and old... then Helena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's it. Well. 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 Great film. Yes. We're doing really good on time. Oh, yeah? So we can, uh call it wraps if you guys want or if you have anything else to say let me think uh i think i'm pretty much set up yeah all the things that i want to say it was a great film though and i would like to watch it again and i'd watch the new one so we usually do a like a rating out of 10 yeah what would you guys give it and keep in mind i try i like to keep it like uh objective like don't like some people will just be like 10 out of 10 I loved it. It's like, really? There was nothing wrong with it? Like, mm, okay, just be harsh. Just, like, be critical. Can you do decimals? Right. Or just a straight number? I mean, it's your score. All do right. whatever you want. 
I gotta think. Hold on. Um, I personally, if you want me to start, I yeah, would give ahead. it a seven. I think seven or an eight. Yeah, I'm right between there. I was about to say like seven point five, seven point nine, which is pretty much what I give every movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if some elements of the narrative were a bit stronger, mm-hmm. and if some of the execution, techni- like on a technical aspect, was better, I would have given it a nine. Um, and if this, so this is like right up my alley. And if it were just, like, a couple notches more well done, I think it would have reached 10 status for me. Hmm. I think it definitely could have easily been 10, 10 status. I feel like if any... I feel like if someone, like, a third... I don't know. I'm sure they had people review it, but, like, I think with a little more review, a little more editing, a little more changes to the script, yeah. A little more, like, character development. I agree, it could have been a 10, because it did... There's not a lot of movies that, like, evoke feeling in me. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting this one to, and it did. Mm -hmm. Which is why I'm, like, almost drawn to give it a 9 out of 10, because, like, I don't get that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to say 8.5, because... Because I because I think that the main character could have been just... Even if we went more into her weakness, like, more into, like, how she was weak and why she was weak. And and then, again, there's the crappy ending where it all just ends so fast. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to say 8.5. All right. Well, great reviews, guys. And you? Oh, I already said mine, I thought. Oh. 7.5. Oh, 7.5, okay. Because about the same reasons. The ending was rushed. I felt as if... There were character points that could have been much more developed, um, and just more finishing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, music was so good. I don't know, though. Now I'm veering towards eight. <laughs> but, um, all right. I'm just going to go ahead and say 7.5 to eight, like right in there. Mm-hmm. So right between you guys. Like 7.9, even. 7.9. Yes, yeah. Um, closer to eight than not. I feel like if, I don't know how I didn't think this movie was cheesy, you know what I mean? Hmm. Like, I thought it was really good, but I feel like it was sort of just like balancing on a stick, because if one thing were like slightly worse, I feel like it would have brought the whole movie down. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I I see Mm -hmm. exactly what you mean, especially with like... I keep going back to the main character and, like, how just kind of blah she was. I feel like that all could have been, like, a lot cornier for sure. That's, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's just how I felt. And the fact that it was able to maintain itself and the fact that, I know it might not seem like a big deal to you guys, but the fact that I wasn't bothered by the dubbing and the lip syncing, Mm -hmm. it's a pretty big deal. Usually that stuff... Like, will take off. Well, I didn't even notice. Usually that stuff for me will take off, like, two points. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. So, that's just a testament to how creative and well done, I guess, this movie is. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't bothered by it somehow. Mm -hmm. So, 
Congratulations, uh, I forget his name. Suspiria movie maker. Mr. Argento. Mr. Argento. Congratulations. Yeah, you, really. This you, is fantastic. You did it. I mean, good job. We Proud love you, me. man. If I were viewing it as like a movie of the year, imagine if I had just seen this in 77, I'd probably be like, holy shit, this is great. Everyone should see it. Like, really great stuff. Yeah. And I still feel that watch. way. I still yeah. feel like everyone should see it. I agree. It's not my top ten, but it's good. Like, if I was going to think of a, a nice, surreal horror film, and there are a few out there that I'd like, this is definitely on the list, so. Yeah. Yeah, Do you guys have any recommendations for someone that might like this movie? Uh, like for other other works to yeah. check out? Yeah, Funhouse. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? I haven't seen I it, I think but it's yes. called Funhouse. It's a story of... It's, it's a Japanese horror film that's also very surreal. And it, it it takes place in, like, basically a haunted house. And it's, like, maybe five or six little schoolgirls, and they all have ridiculous names, like silly and happy and, and chubby or something and they all have like little things and they go through this haunted house with this old woman and her cat and it's just it's fantastic it's very entertaining mm. um funnier than this that's for sure but also much more gory in some moments and uh would definitely recommend it cool big recommend music is good the effects are ridiculous <laughs> it's kind of a cult classic type mm. cool it reminded me of that a lot you got anything massive I don't have a recommendation. I am wondering if you've seen Green Room. No, but I want to. Okay. It's interesting in the context of America, modern America, like America right now. Um, but that's when that when you said recommendations, that just came to my mind because I just watched it the other day. The Wailing. Which, that was really good. We should finish that. Yeah, we should. We haven't finished it, but that was good. It was a Korean horror movie. Um, I would say, uh, we were talking about this during the screening, but, um, if you're a Twin Peaks fan, or if you like mm. this, basically if you like Twin Peaks or this and haven't seen the other, watch the other. <laughs> watch Blue Velvet also. The yeah, David or Lynch watch films. the David It has stuff. a lot of similar styling in a big way, and David Lynch is obsessed with the occult and how it's present everywhere, especially in, like, suburbia. He really brings characters into it in a way where it's like really intimate and interesting. What's the David Lynch film? I was always supposed to watch it in school, and I never did. Um, the one where they're like on an island and everyone's wearing the like masks. It's like one of his most famous movies. Couldn't tell you. I do not know. Get up real quick. Have you seen the uh, videos of David Lynch doing the weather? No. But he had he had his own website where he would do a weather forecast like every day. It was amazing. My computer's dead. We'll never know. I don't know. The computer's dead. <laughs> Susperia wiped it, it out. Drained it too much. Yeah. Uh. Is it Inland Empire? Uh. Uh-uh. I don't know if this is the same director. David Lynch did Mulholland Drive, Blue Velvet, Lost yep. Highway, Wild at Heart, Twin Peaks. Um, Inland Empire. I could be talking about the wrong director. I, I see. This is be. why I'm. This is why I'm in social work now because the passion wasn't there. <laughs> you guys, anything else to say about Suspiria? All right. Thanks well, for having us, Oliver. Thanks yes, for being on. Definitely. We'll have to do it again. This, you guys are very good at talking, which is hard for me. So thank <laughs> yeah. you for. We're talkers. For I love sure. to talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for sustaining the conversation and making an interesting episode. It's going to be a good one. So. All right. Well, I'm very excited.
Thanks again, guys. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. This is No Degree. This is where everyone except Madison, the former film student, talks about movies, but they actually don't know what they're saying. But I also didn't know what dubbing was. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, appreciate everyone tuning in. These are a lot of fun to make, as per usual, and I hope everyone has fun listening to them. I will see you next time with maybe these two lovely people and maybe someone else. Who knows? I don't because I do these at random now because I have no schedule. But Yay! <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thanks.